Welcome to your Catholic Daily News Briefing, a service of Catholic News Agency. Listen on your smart speaker or wherever you get podcasts. The Israeli embassy to the U.S. said on Wednesday that over 1,200 were killed and more than 3,000 injured as a result of a recent Hamas attack on Israel. Besides the killed and injured, the BBC reported that as many as 150 Israeli hostages were taken by Hamas, according to the Israeli government. The scale of the casualties and victims, which includes women, children, and the elderly, makes this one of the largest terrorist attacks since 9-11. The U.S. has promised to send military equipment and supplies to support Israel. According to the IDF, the first shipment of U.S. equipment landed in Israel's Nevedim Air Force Base in southern Israel on Wednesday. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken is in Israel to express American solidarity and support and to further assess the situation. The Latin Catholic Patriarch of Jerusalem has called for a day of prayer and fasting on Tuesday, October 17, for peace and reconciliation in the Holy Land. Cardinal Pier Battista Pizzabella has urged Catholics to organize times of prayer with Eucharistic adoration and recitation of the Rosary to deliver to God the Father our thirst for peace, justice, and reconciliation. Only in this way we can draw the strength and serenity needed to endure these hard times, by turning to Him, in prayer and intercession, to implore and cry out to God amidst this anguish, Pizzaballa said. The Cardinal, who arrived back in Jerusalem on the night of October 10 after being in Italy for the consistory, said that he returned to find a country that has changed a great deal and very quickly. He said that Christians in Gaza have taken shelter in the Catholic parish and school grounds in the hope that these buildings will not be targeted. Caritas Jerusalem, which serves the needs of people in the West Bank, Gaza Strip, and Jerusalem, reported that some of its staff are among those displaced. Consequently, there was no alternative but to suspend its activities. Alastair Dutton, Secretary General of Caritas, said in an October 9 Facebook post that he is deeply concerned about the ongoing war in Gaza and Israel and announced that the organization has been forced to suspend its activities for security reasons but has prepared an emergency plan to offer assistance as soon as the situation allows. We pray for peace and urge both sides to uphold international humanitarian law. A New York pro-life pregnancy center that was seriously damaged in an arson attack in June 2022 and was subsequently vandalized again with pro-abortion graffiti in March has filed a federal lawsuit against two known pro-abortion activists. Compass Care in Amherst, New York, filed the lawsuit Thursday under the Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrances FACE, Act, a 1994 law that has come under heavy scrutiny in recent years by some lawmakers and pro-life activists for the government's disproportionate use of it against pro-life activists. Eight pro-life activists were convicted of FACE Act charges in the past three months alone. The FACE Act prohibits violent, threatening, damaging, and obstructive conduct intended to injure, intimidate, or interfere with the right to seek, obtain, or provide reproductive health services. As part of the suit, Compass Care is asking that the defendants be prohibited from going within 100 feet of any pro-life pregnancy center in the state of New York. Participants in the Synod on Synodality have asked for greater discernment on the teaching of the Church on the subject of sexuality, a Vatican spokesman said at a press briefing Wednesday. The revelation seems to be at odds with Synod organizers' repeated insistence that the month-long assembly will not take up doctrinal questions but will instead focus on how the Church can better listen to its members. Members made the request for greater discernment of the Church's sexual doctrine during the assembly's discussion of the controversial topic of LGBTQ inclusion. Following the Synod's working document, 
participants were asked to consider what concrete steps are needed to welcome those who feel excluded from the church today because of their status or sexuality. If matters of doctrine are up for debate at the Synod on Synodality, it would contradict repeated assurances to the contrary made by top officials. This morning, the small groups assigned the question of LGBTQ inclusion will finalize their reports and submit them to synod organizers. The reports will then be used to draft outlines of the Assembly's proceedings, culminating with a final summary that the Assembly will approve at the end of the month. Today the Church honors Our Lady of the Pillar, the first recorded Marian apparition. Mary appeared to St. James the Apostle, the brother of St. John the Evangelist, on the bank of the river Ebro in Saragossa, Spain. Unlike every other recorded apparition, this one took place during the earthly life of the Mother of God. In the year 40 AD, while praying one night on the river bank, the Virgin appeared with the child Jesus standing on a pillar and asked St. James and his eight disciples to build a church on the site, promising that it will stand from that moment until the end of time in order that God may work miracles and wonders through my intercession for all those who place themselves under my patronage. Nuestra Señora del Pilar is the patron of Spain and all Hispanic peoples. The Church also celebrates St. Wilfred of York. Wilfred worked to enforce Roman liturgical practice in 7th century England, founded Benedictine monasteries, and rebuilt the Minster of York, all while living a simple and holy life himself. Thanks for joining us. For more, visit catholicnewsagency.com.